wellspring, matters of the heart in relationships. There is that one moment in life as a young person when the pangs of love grip you and your heart burns with love. At times you struggle with your relationship. You are vexed with what the future holds. What is the word of God to say concerning the matters of the heart in relationships? Join Reverend Nomatuturu on a weekly podcast as he shares practical lessons and a personal experience on love. Build a solid foundation for your love life according to the word of God, which is our light and lamp. Let's dive right in. Like a dove When I found you I found love A very warm welcome to you dear listeners We want to welcome you to our third teaching on a new series that we began sometime last sometime two weeks ago on while I wait I believe that these teachings are being helpful to all of us and they are really uh, giving us a way forward in terms of how we should conduct ourselves as we wait for our life partners. Allow me to pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you today. We bless your name. We thank you for your grace and your loving kindness. Heavenly Father, I pray I come before you this evening. Anoint these lips of clay. Bless, uh, bless me, Father, as I deliver this teaching to your people and help them in Jesus' name. Amen. We started a new series, like I said, on while you wait. You know, this is a series about how you are supposed to conduct yourself as you wait for your life partner. And we talked about the different stages of waiting. At 22, at 23, someone might be waiting. And at 40, 35, 40, 36, 32, another person might be waiting. And the challenges that these two people meet are different. The challenges that they have to grapple with as they wait for their love partners are different. So... Last week, we looked at the things that you should do spiritually while we wait. And we looked at Hannah and we agreed that, you know what, as you wait for your life partner, it's important to continue to go to church or to continue to serve in God's house. For Hannah, as she waited for Samuel, a son, since she was barren, the Bible tells us that she continued to go to Shiloh to worship the Lord. And we said she vowed. She gave a vow to the Lord and she honored a vow. She used a spiritual weapon of prayer and we taught about all those things. We said also she remain, we, while we wait spiritually, you must see the blessing of the Lord around your life. Don't only see the not coming of a husband, not coming of a wife. You must see the good things that God does around your life. Today, we want to cover your social life while you wait. Social, pastor, yes, I'll continue to go to church. Pastor, I'll continue to serve in God's house. I'll continue to pray. I'll continue to read the word of God. What about in my social life? You know, while you wait for your life partner, the area of your social life is yet another area that needs your attention while you wait for your life partner. It needs your attention. Your social life and your social standing, they need a lot of management while you wait. 
I will take that up again. Your social life and your life social standing, they need a lot of management while you wait for your life partner. Why am I saying that? Why? Because when we introduce this, this series, we say that many people, while they wait, they become reckless with their life. They become rough with everyone. They become, you know, they don't, they are not nice and so forth. But today, as we look at this um, area of your social life, we want to say that one of the things that is important while you wait for your life partner is that you need to develop quality relationships. Because remember, we said the foundation of a relationship is friendship. You don't go for a stranger. I think we've mentioned this several times. So while you wait in your social life, it's important to develop quality relationships. Most people don't value relationships. Most people, they are in and out of relationships or friendships. Most people don't value friendships in terms of relationships and friendships. Today, they are a friend to Dick. Tomorrow, they've dumped Dick. They're in friendship with John. Tomorrow, they dump John. In the third year, they're in friendship with Peter. Today, he is a friend with Josie. Tomorrow, Josie, they are no longer clicking. He is a friend of Anna. Tomorrow, they are not clicking with Anna. He changes to uh, Betha. Building quality friendships and relationships is an art and a choice. May I say to you, dear brothers and sisters, as you hear my voice tonight, that it's important to develop quality friendships, quality relationships. Don't just be a person who breaks friendships willy-nilly, who, who, who doesn't value relationships or friendships. How do you develop quality relationships? You know, can I give this example? When you want to catch fish from the river or from a dam, you use what we call a fishnet. But if you take one small rope and throw it into the water, you will not catch fish. The ability for you to catch fish will come when you take many ropes and you intermingle, you intertwine them to form a crisscross. That's how you can be able to catch fish. I'm using this example to say, if you want to receive to get a life partner, it's important to crisscross relationships. Relationship when these ropes as they crisscross each other, as they mingle and crisscross each other, they form this squarish pattern in a net, a net uh, pattern that helps that when you throw it into the water, when you take it out, it has caught many fish. But if you take one rope, one rope, or even if you take two ropes and they make a, a cross, a cross, you don't catch fish, but it is as, as there are many of them as they crisscross each other, when it becomes a net end, you can be able to catch fish. So being single or uh, walking alone will not cause you to, at times, it will cause you not to get friends or a life partner when you're alone. I'm emphasizing the aspect of making relationships, having quality, developing quality friendships in your life, you know, in your life, God uses relationships to bless us. God uses the type of relationships in our lives to make us meet our future lovers, our future husbands, our future wives. And developing social skills in this area at times, oh, I want us to understand that 
when you talk of developing friendships, developing um, quality friendships and relationships, our background plays a major role in shaping our social skills. At times you realize that you, are, you have an inferiority complex because of your background. And at times that inferiority complex pushes away or shuns away prospective husband, prospective life partner for you. So I will talk about two important things that you and you as you wait in your life, socially you need to develop. Number one, be sociable. Mingle with people. Go where people are. A church, be found serving with others. Don't just be a young person who comes into church. After church, you go home, you don't bother to talk to anyone. And when there are functions in God's house, there are prayer camps, prayer retreat, prayer meetings, there are trainings. You must be there. Go where people are. It's very important to go where people are. Interact with people. As young people, they in our church, there's an action in ministry, um, an arm for the young people. As a young person, especially in Harvest House, be found in active in in Amite group. Don't just be a single person who doesn't talk to anyone, bothers anyone, who doesn't mingle with anyone. So it's not enough also to mingle, but you must speak. When you have mingled with others, be someone who is sociable, be someone who is nice, be someone who is kind. You know, show your good your good heart. And when you speak in relationships, in these friendships at church. Be someone who is able to speak the truth in love. Be someone who is able to speak the truth in love. I said here that don't break relationships. Control your heads. Many people fail to control their heads in relationships, even in church, because they've been hurt. And at the end of the day, they just break relationships. So prepare yourself socially by someone who is able to build relationships. It's very important. So it's very important. And also don't be easily offended. Some of us, in even in God's house, as young men, as young women, especially young men who have long-standing friends in God's house in terms of ladies. But whenever a new sister comes, you abandon the old girlfriend and run after a new sister who has come. I don't know with the ladies if they do that, but mostly it's the young men. May I say to you, young brothers, don't, uh, don't rubbish friendships. Don't cut off friendships willy-nilly like that. The second thing which I'll dwell much time on is deal with your rough edges of your temperament. Deal with your rough edges of your temperament. Your temperament is your genetic makeup. You don't choose a temperament. We've talked about this for a long time. And we, we many of us we wait longer than we should be waiting because we fail to deal with the rough edges of our temperaments. We fail to deal with the rough edges of our temperaments. May I say that the four basic temperaments that we have from when you read in Proverbs 30, from verse 11 to 14, we've got the sanguine, we've got the choleric, we've got the melancholic and the phlegmatic. So for the, for the purpose of this teaching, I've just thought, let me... Um, let me just uh, look at two or three weaknesses of each temperament. Then after that, we'll be able to say how you should be able to deal with weaknesses. Remember, we are saying, how do you develop yourself socially? Socially, deal with your rough edges of your temperament. It's very important. 
deal with the rough edges of your temperament. Otherwise, many people have to wait longer than what they should because of failing to deal with the rough edges over the years. We'll look at the first one, the choleric temperament. This choler the choleric temperament, this is about a choleric person is a tough person, a hard person. They don't, uh, you know, they, they, they are not soft. They are just naturally hard. They, 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 are, they are tough. They don't, they are not soft and so forth. So I want us to understand this, to say that you must be able to deal with your choleric weaknesses. If you are a choleric person, be able to deal with your weaknesses. For instance, one one weakness of a choleric person is that they do not sympathize easily. If you are a young brother, a young sister, if you are a brother, a sister, you must be able to deal with that attitude of not sympathizing easily. The other one, they get angry quickly. A choleric a person with a choleric attitude, they get angry quickly. They get angry quickly. Now you notice, as you are waiting for your life partner, you can't be someone who is just a who gets angry anytime, anyhow. Because young, the, 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 the perspective, they always watch maybe from afar and say, no, I cannot fall in love with this one. This person just gets angry easily. Maybe they see your anger as you work as a team in praise and worship. They see your anger in the ushering team. They see your anger in the in the, the, the you know in in the visitations team someone who easily gets offended that's a choleric attitude and a choleric um limitation but you need to deal with that attitude in your life as you wait socially you need to deal with that also a choleric uh, a person with a choleric temperament they for for if they are late they are not domesticated they are bossy but you know what as a lady, it's important to be ladylike. You can't be bossed because those are things that prospective they will look at and say, that sister, I've seen her, how she deals with us in the ushering department. I've seen how she deals with us in the music department. She's too rough. She's too tough. You need to deal with that rough edge, my dear sister. Socially, that's how what you do. And also, those with the choleric temperament, they're usually sarcastic. You know, they are inaffectionate. They are sarcastic. You must deal with that rough edge of the choleric temperament in your life socially as you mingle with others in church, as you mingle with others at work, as you mingle with others in um whatever platform you meet so that you are helped. Then the second one is the melancholic. A person with a melancholic temperament, this one, it's something else. If you are a brother, a sister, you notice that someone with a melancholic temperament is usually called the dark temperament. There is nothing good that you see. And if people are like that, socially you need to deal with this. The first thing is when their first reaction to anything is negative. Have you met a brother, a sister who is always negative about everything? They don't see anything good in the church. They don't see anything good in the music team. They don't see anyone who is singing well. They don't see anyone who is ushering well. You are just negative about anything, about everything. You need to deal socially with that negative, temp a negative aspect of the melancholic temperament. Also, someone who is melancholic, they lack confidence. 
May I say, dear brothers and sisters, if you are to get a life partner while you wait, you need to be confident of yourself. Deal with that rough edge of your melancholic temperament of lacking confidence. Deal and try to boost your self-confidence, your levels of confidence, even in God's house is very important. Also, as someone with a melancholic temperament, if it's a lady or even a guy, they are very cautious in making friends because they've been hurt before. May I say to somebody listening to me that, you know what, at times you might be waiting too long because you are so cautious as to make friends because they've been hurt before. People are not the same. Many ladies who have been hurt in love relationships, they will take long to wait because they've been hurt in a relationship before. And you hear them say, mm, guys, they are not good. Mm, guys, they are like this and that and that. But I don't think people are the same. People are different. And you know what? Deal with that negative tendency of the melancholic temperament. We also have what we call the sanguines. The sanguines, these are everywhere. They are happy, pity parting, always happy, always want joy, joy. So, but you know what, someone in perspective might look and say, mm, this person, you know, they, 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 they are too, too, they are too much, they are too much. So temper down your temperament, uh, the negative aspect of that sanguine temperament. And also it is said of those with a sanguine temperament, they are hot tempered. Deal with that. Because if you are a sister, if you are hot tempered in maybe in ushering, in the music, in the visitations, whatever department you are in, someone will look and say, mm, I can't go for that sister. She's got a hot temper. And also uh, it is said of sanguine that they are indisciplined with money, you know. So Someone who relating with you closely as a brother, as a sister, they notice, ah, the sister, she's too spending. They just love spending and spending. And, you know, you must deal with that rough edge of the temperament. Also, at times they lack attention to detail those with their sanguine temperament. But you notice you need to be someone who is detailed. You need to be someone who is attentive to detail if you are to get a friend for life. The last temperament we look at is the phlegmatic one. You know, the, we say temperament you don't choose. You are born with it. You don't choose. So the phlegmatics are the usually relaxed people. They lack drive and ambition. My brother, my sister, this is something that is someone who is waiting for a life partner. You can't be lacking drive about everything, anything, and just laid back, lacking ambition about doing school, lacking ambition about improving your, your career, your academics, your professionalism. Someone might look and say, no, this will be a problem for me. So also someone with a phlegmatic uh, temperament, they are prone to procrastination. I'll do this later. I'll do this later. Some people, I say that you, you, you will wait long unnecessarily because of your temperament uh, po uh, position, you know, your for phlegmatics, prone to procrastination. Ah, I will marry later, I will marry at 40, I will get married at 45. Don't be, don't let drive for life. You need to deal with that dark, uh, that negative aspect of your temperament. So uh, those phlegmatics, they are not keen on anything. 
there's no way you can marry because nowadays even partners, life partners, they want someone who is focused, someone who is direction in life, not someone who just say, as long as I breathe. No, no, it's not like that. You need to be someone who is keen about things that you are doing in life. So the characters, you know, these temperaments, they've a roughness, like the weaknesses we've talked about, that you need to deal with as a young person is wait for your life partner that you need to deal with. You know what? And even at, at early ages, at early stages, some things that can affect your character are those rough edges of your temperaments at early stages of your life. Remember, we said temperaments, you are born with it. You don't choose to have. So here we just looked at three, three, three weaknesses of each temperament and say those things can militate against your getting married. You, you have to wait longer than you should because there are these things that at an early age in your life you have not dealt with you need to deal with them so in conclusion as i conclude this uh teaching on your social life work on your temperament work on the negative aspects of your temperament work on the weaknesses of your temperaments you know what's the solution there for reverend my solution to you is there's a book by tim, by tim lahe on a spirit-filled temperament he admits that yes we are born with these temperaments and we cannot choose it's how we have been created but what how can we come out of the negative come out of the negative aspects and the weaknesses of these temperaments we need the help of the Holy Spirit and his book is actually entitled Spirit Filled Temperament so you need your your, your temperament you need to be a, a, a brother a sister who is filled with the Holy Spirit and so that he will help you to temper down to balance the weaknesses of your temperament, to temper down the negative aspects of your temperament. I believe when you work on yourself socially on those areas in your life, because the weaknesses, the negative aspects of our temperaments, they actually affect almost every area of our lives. At work, you notice. At church, you notice. As you interact at home, you notice that the negative tendencies of our temperaments, they affect every facet of our life. Whether it work, even if you are a boss at work, it, it, wherever is you, in, you relate with people, you check that the bottom line, what inspires your conduct or behavior is the negative, the aspects, the negative weaknesses of your temperament. So my brother, my sister, work on your weaknesses of your temperament socially. And I believe that all other areas will be sorted out as you wait for your lover. When you deal with those things, it will help you. It will cause you not to wait any longer. God bless you. Before I close, I want someone who is saying, Pastor, I've never given my life to Christ. I hear you talk about temperaments, blah, blah. The first port of call is even if you are to ask the Holy Spirit to help you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Say, Lord Jesus, I come before you realizing that I'm a sinner. Forgive me and wash me with your precious blood. Thank you for dying for me at the cross in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, dear beloveds. May God bless you. Let's meet again next week as we look at another yet facet of our lives as we deal with the period of waiting. What should I do? God bless you. Mm-hmm.